This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, it's Annie. How is everybody doing? Can you guys hear me? Awesome. Yeah, I'm just coming from my phone. I usually am at my computer, but anyway, I, um, I get this question a lot and I just, I just got it again. And I, I've done a few different videos on this, actually a few different ways. So like there's, there's a bunch of different stuff that you can find on either my podcast, the Snake in Mind podcast or on my YouTube channel about this specific question and the things that can keep, keep us stuck. But I wanted to, um, address it again and kind of in a different way because sometimes we just need to hear, hear it again. And sometimes people, uh, it's just, it's probably one of the most prevalent questions I get. So the question is, Hey, Annie, I'm drinking again and I can't seem to stop. It was so easy the first time. And now I thought I could just have one or two and I'm back in the depths of it. And so what, what can you tell me? How can, how can, um, how can you help? And I think the first thing to understand and to realize is that we think this is linear. We think it's a straight line. We think that our journey from, you know, being entrenched in alcohol to whatever that means for you to being alcohol free is like up into the right. You just start and you go and it's great. And it's just up into the right. And that's not true. That's not true. It wasn't true for me. It was definitely like years of trying to drink less, trying to moderate my behavior, trying to change my behavior, trying to take breaks before I really had a moment where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do any of that anymore. I'm just going to really ask myself a new question, which is why am I doing this to begin with? And then I went on almost a year long journey of finding those answers, which of course you can find in my book, This Naked Mind. And then, and then, yeah, it was easy, but it was after like there was so much history before it was easy. So sometimes we just see people and we're like, well, they just instantly changed. And we have this belief, this very false belief, by the way, that things should be easy. Um, I really like this quote and it said, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. So anything worth doing is worth being really bad at to begin with. And so maybe we're really bad at this new way of living. We're really bad at you know, not drinking because we keep drinking and we keep falling back into it, but it's worth doing. So we have to just keep going and keep trying. So I think that first of all is getting rid of this false belief that this should be easy or this should just be up and to the right. Like everything should just fall into place one and done and accept that sometimes like the bumps in the road are actually part of the journey. They're the things that teach us. We learn so much more when something happens that we would categorize as a failure or a mistake, because it's like, that's the richness. That's the pain. We learn from pain. We learn from places that say, oh, that thing, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do that? But here's the catch. We only learn when we stop and get curious and ask why. And that kind of brings me to my second point, which is like, you can fix what's broken. And by broken, I mean, there are parts in your brain, there are beliefs that you have that, you know, at the crux of drinking, once you're past the physical aspects, at the very crux of it, if you boil it down to it's like barest nature, you are doing it because some part of you wants to do it. There is some level of desire. There is something in the drink that you believe provides a benefit. And so fix that. Get super curious, like curious to the point of awkwardness of like, 
what is it in this instance, tonight, last night? And yes, when you get into it, there's certainly the aspect of like the physical cravings and, and that can't be not taken into account. But when you first drank this time, when you first broke like the whatever streak you were going for or whatever time you had alcohol free and you first drank, like what is it that triggered that first drink? And what is it that keeps you drinking? What is the benefit that you think you're going to get? And do that work. Find out what that benefit is and do the work to just really dig into that belief. Find out if it's true. Find out how those thoughts make you feel, how they make you behave, you know. Apply the ACT technique, which you can find in the alcohol experiment, to those thoughts, which, by the way, is always free at alcoholexperiment.com. And just really look at, because every single belief that we have, every single piece of desire that we have from I do it for the buzz to I do it to relax to I want to drink to have fun or to fit in or because everybody else is doing it. Every single one of those has another side to it. It has an alternate story. There are other stories that you can tell yourself and learn to practice and learn to believe that make you feel like you never, ever want to drink again, that make you feel like, in fact, the last thing you'd ever want to do is put alcohol in your body. Why would anybody do that? That's how strong your belief in the opposite way can get if you spend the time working on the crux of the issue, which is that at some level, you're drinking, especially that first time when there's nothing physical involved because you desire a drink and you desire it because you believe there is some benefit. So what very specifically is the benefit? Which brings me kind of my, to my third piece of this, which is sometimes you find something that, yeah, no, it's a benefit. No, no, it's true. Like alcohol does numb me. It does make things, even if it's for 20 minutes, even if it's for a few hours of me passing out, I used to call it obliviate, just drink to a place where I was like totally oblivious to everything happening in the world, turn off all my pain, couldn't wait for the end of the day where I could obliviate. And, um, and you're like, yeah, well, it does that, Annie. So yeah, explain me that one. Riddle me that, right? It does that. So how am I going to just believe something different when it is actually true? It actually does make me obliviate. It actually does disconnect me from my entire reality. I would say, okay, well then it's a different conversation. It's a conversation of which problem do you want? Do you want the problem of whatever reality you're escaping from? continuing because I am certain that in that obliviated state, you're not doing anything to fix the things in your life that are causing you pain or to fix the areas of your life that need attention. Our emotions are there for a reason. They're our guide. They're our map. They're to say, hey, 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 me, 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 do something here. We need to fix this. We need to pay attention to this. You know, just like physical pain would say, hey, you broke your arm. <laughs> I'm going to sound the alarm. I'm going to cause you a lot of pain in your arm until you pay attention. Our emotions are the same. They're like, I'm going to cause you a lot of pain until you notice what's happening in your life do you notice how you're hurting your heart by living in these certain ways by doing these certain things like i'm going to cause you pain that's that's the signal that's the guide and when we numb them out then we don't allow that we could move through it and actually fix the thing that's broken right do the work fix the thing that's broken and i would say that yeah it does work it does numb you but at what cost at the cost of not fixing the thing and by the way like at some level, even if it numbs you and you're like, yeah, there's nothing much to be fixed. It's just this low grade, you know, anxiety. And, and I, I just don't even feel like I can fix the things in the world that are broken. So I'm numbing out politics or I'm numbing out the pandemic. I'm numbing out this or that, the other thing. Like, what problems do you want to have? That's kind of the final question I would really ask yourself is what problems do you want to have? So you've done the work on all your beliefs. You've found some that just stick that you believe are true. And you've decided, no, I'm, I want that level of numbing. Okay, that's fine. 
Just make a fully conscious choice that you're choosing that problem. You're choosing the problem of, I'm going to drink to numb and list out everything that costs you, whether it's self-respect, whether it's not remembering what you said or did, whether it's being hungover, whether it's loss of productivity in your life, whatever it is, list it out and say, this is the problem I'm choosing. Just be really conscious about it. This is the problem I'm choosing. Or on the other side, what problem are you choosing? I'm choosing the problem of it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. I'm going to have to sit in the discomfort of what's happening in the world. I'm going to have to learn to navigate the outer chaos from a place of inner peace. And by the way, when I learned that skill, man, that's a, that's a really great, that's a hell of a skill. That's a skill that can take me, you know, through my whole life is to be able to be in peace inside when everything outside is going crazy. And, and yeah, I'm going to have to be prompted to learn that skill because otherwise I'm not going to be able to just live without this numbing agent. So what problem do you want to have? Do you want to have the problem of the difficulty of learning how to navigate your emotions, of learning how to live in a chaotic world, but have peace inside of, of doing that and putting the time and the effort into all the things that need to happen for that, whether it's, you know, meditation or journaling or exercising or whatever the case is, or do you want the problem of, of continuing to drink and realize that either way is fine, it's totally fine, but just make a really conscious choice, like a full-blown decision, like, yes consciously I'm choosing this problem and realize that it is all in your control. So I guess first of all is let yourself off the hook. This is all just part of the journey. Compassion is the best way to change. Absolutely, hands down, science proves it. It's the best way to change self-compassion. So let yourself off the hook. Any shaming, blaming, beating yourself up, it's just keeping you stuck. That's all it's doing. Discard those emotions. They feel good in the moment because they feel like we're taking action to the problem, but they don't actually fix or solve anything. So let those go and then really consider you know, what are the beliefs that are holding you back? What is the benefit that you still see that alcohol is providing? Why do you still want to do it? What do you see is the benefit to a drink? And then if you find that those beliefs and those benefits are really still true for you, once you've done that work, just ask yourself, okay, well, then what problems do I want? And if it, if you decide, no, I want the problems of drinking, then you're going to be a drinker. Fine. But just be conscious of the decision. Make the decision 100% awake and 100% conscious. Awesome. That's such a good question. It's such a popular question. We're so not alone. And I think we'd all do ourselves a favor to let go of the belief that, you know, it's one and done, that it's not a journey because it's always a journey. It's always a journey. Even when you stop drinking, it's still a journey. Years down the road, it's still a journey. Everything is always a journey. And actually the joy, I would say, is actually in the journey. Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm so excited, you guys, because we are just about to start another live alcohol experiment. And if you do not know about the alcohol experiment, you need to literally drop everything right now and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash LAE. That's LAE for live alcohol experiment. And here's the thing. This 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You know it's that version that's living the most joyful life, that version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or have a good time and that version that's having more fun and is more peaceful than ever again it's a 30-day challenge it's live it's starting on the first so hurry up go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash lab and as always rate review and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today